0: What is going on, everybody? Welcome into Anti-Up. I'm your host, Howard Bender. With me here, uh, John Mpemba tonight. That's right. Adam Ronis doing that live show on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio with Justin Fensterman, Alarm After Hours. You can always tune in uh, Monday through Friday uh, and catch that show. On Mondays, my co-host here tonight, John Mpemba, uh, works with Justin on Alarm After Hours. John, great to have you in here Uh, Thursday night, we're recording right now, and it's unbelievable. We're going to talk NFL lines uh, for the rest of the weekend here, but Bengals-Browns was really some good football on Thursday night.
1: Yeah, it it wasn't bad. Uh, There was a lot of points scored. Uh, Of course, you and I, you know, a lot of fantasy football, a lot of DFS. That's great for that as well. Uh, If you're a betting man, you hit the over. Uh, if you took the Bengals, you backdoor covered there at the very end. Uh, so uh, all all good things around.
0: Definitely all good things around. I mean, just looking at it from a from a game standpoint. I mean, let's start with the Bengals. They were on the losing end of this one, but man, the the development, the quick escalated development of Joe Burrow really looked good uh, tonight. I I kind of thought that it was uh, it was a little aggressive for Zach Taylor to just come out. Uh, slinging the rock as often as he was. I was hoping that they would kind of do what Cleveland did and more or less of of the ground and pound really early in the game. But, man, I got to tell you, watching him, I mean, his line for fantasy, 316 with three touchdowns, uh, absolutely fantastic. And you you kick in 19 yards uh, on that. I mean, listen, it was a a really nice game for him. Uh, Good to watch. From a, a fantasy standpoint, you know, Joe Burrow, if he, if he continues to just at least on this as a plateau uh, and he'll have his, his growing pains, it wasn't a great defense from Cleveland, but you gotta be psyched about it. If, uh, if you got him in the dynasty league,
1: they really need to get him an offensive line. And I think the sky would be the limit for him, uh, any sort of pass protection to let him be able to sit around there, uh, and make plays. Cause the kid has a rocket arm. He was very accurate, uh, you know, tonight, uh, you know but there's just a lot of times where the pass rush was really getting to him and he had to make some tough throws some rush throws but I mean you talk about no fair fear there by Zach Taylor 61 pass attempts uh by Joe burrow in this game uh you know pretty crazy only completed 60 percent you know again not not like the greatest completion percentage number but like you said three scores 316 yards here um you know, I, I'm interested, again, to see sort of how he continues to progress. Like you said, uh, last week against the Chargers, a much tougher defense. You know, the numbers didn't look nearly as good. He's got the Eagles uh, in Philadelphia on tap next week. That'll be a game uh, to watch to see exactly how he uh, continues to build up.
0: Yeah, good good
1: barometer, that game with uh, with
0: the Eagles' defense. So, yeah, I dig it. I dig it. Um, yeah, cruising through this uh, through this game, the, the ground game for Cincy, like I said, Uh, You know, a little on the disappointing side, Mixon did get uh, 16 carries. He also did happen to see uh, four targets. He caught four passes for 40 yards, which, you know, salvages the line in a PPR format, Uh, makes you feel okay about it. Not great. Um, But, you know, one of the things that I kind of cited, and I was talking about this earlier, was. You know, a good solid run defense actually for Cleveland. It's not a a, a bad group. They gave up just over a hundred yards to the Ravens beforehand, and that's like sure. J.K. Dobbins got into the end zone twice, but you know, I mean, it was it was minimal yardage. Mark Ingram was kind of a non-factor. Uh, even Lamar Jackson, I mean, he had you know better rushing yards for a quarterback, but. Uh, the, the Browns didn't really give up a whole lot. You know, they nobody ripped up big chunks of yardage on them.
1: They actually have a good line. Sheldon Richardson, Miles Garrett, you know, guys yeah. like that. Adrian Claiborne. So, yeah, you're, you're not wrong. They could definitely have, uh, you know, maybe a, a little bit of a sleeper run D that could come out as the uh, the season progresses.
0: It was like Washington, right? Like nobody yep. was looking at Washington's D-line
1: coming into the season. Right. So, Even though Chase Young is an absolute animal and they should have such an animal.
0: But you were like, you were like you got Chase Young and what else is there? Mm-hmm. Um, and it really just kind of snuck up on a lot of people, I think. Um, yeah. From a receiving standpoint, you know, listen, shooting all those targets to A.J. Green, uh, 13 catch uh, 13 targets, only three catches uh, on the night. And
1: then, you know, it also kind of looked like he uh, like he got a little banged up there early on the game. Yeah, you know, I, I definitely, obviously, encourage the fact that he's out there and the the targets are going to be there. Um, you know, you want to see him come down with more. There was a, you know, he could have had a touchdown. I felt like they could have called a pi on that at the end of the game there. Like the the cornerback swatted his his left arm or right arm uh, before the ball got there, and he had the you know he tried the one handed, bounced off. So, yeah, you know, maybe the sat line could have been slightly, slightly improved if he was able to haul that in. Um, but I, am more just happy that he is at least healthy. He's on the field, you know, that, which is key and kind of, like I said, uh, you know, last week to a lot of the OB detractors who saw the 10 targets, but only three catches and no production targets, equal opportunity. So if we're going to get 13 targets, to AJ green, you know, he's going to eventually produce out of that. So, uh, I, I, you know, I, I'm encouraged at least that he's going that direction, uh, you know, I can't imagine every week he's going to be shut down on that many attempts. Uh, the one thing that I thought stood out to me a little bit was, um, you know, with C.J. Uzoma getting hurt, we saw Drew Sample come in, and all of a sudden, I know this is a sort of a lot of garbage time, but nine targets almost out of nowhere, seven catches 70, uh, for 45 yards, uh, and they kind of commented, uh, you know, during that stretch that, you know, Joe Burrow keeps talking about how he likes his tight ends, likes his tight ends. And uh, Uzoma had six targets himself before getting injured, so uh, maybe Sample is going to be a, like a sleeper waiver ad or something like that. That was
0: my last pick in the Scott Fishbowl draft. Drew Sample? <laughs> yeah, how about that? I actually wow. have a bet with Andrew Cooper uh, from FantasyAlarm.com. He does our uh, tight end work, and he also uh, handles the Snap Counts article. Uh, you know, we had gone back and forth, and, you know, the whole passing of the uh, tight end whisper, and somehow – some way, uh, he and I got into a, a Jordan Reed versus Drew
1: Sample bet. <laughs> <laughs> really we deep were... diving. Only, only two tight end guys would, would would find themselves in that sort of uh, that sort of bet right there. But right? I mean, he was a second round pick on him last year, so I mean, like there, there had there was an investment for a reason in him. And again, it, it's hard to shake your nose at nine targets there.
0: No, I mean, listen. In fantasy leagues, he, this is a tight end you, you're going to want to go after uh, in waivers. Like, I mean, you just you're going to want to get that, especially if, like, you know, like they said, Joe Burrow loves those inside receivers, um, and the majority of his completions go to the inside receivers. So, uh, if if Drew, yeah, if Drew Sample's going to get eight, nine targets a game, that's a huge win for a tight end, especially in fantasy, because you know you get further back, you know, the further down you go in the rankings, the more. I guess, touchdown dependent, you could say that they are because they just don't see the the normal targets that like a Kelsey sees or an Andrews sees. So sample could be definitely an interesting one, uh, to say the least. Tyler Boyd uh, does not disappoint. Seven catches, 72 yards, got into the end zone there. I mean, you know, obviously I'd love to see him see the double-digit targets, but, you know, he's always there, he's always reliable, and, and, you know, I can't say anything... Uh, bad about him.
1: No, I agree with you there. Um, Gio Bernard still showing up as a, as a viable uh, pass catcher uh, for you know those who are in those PPR uh, league formats. He had uh, a handful of targets uh, tonight, and then that followed up. Uh, you know, getting targeted as well in game one, uh, where he had five targets, four catches in that one. So uh, they took back.
0: A, they took back a touchdown. I mean, they, they
1: called yeah. him down at the one. Down uh, one. He almost. He was almost in there. He had seven targets, five catches. Uh, He's now got nine catches on the year on 12 uh, targets. So uh, being heavily involved in the passing game kind of sinks for Joe Mixon. I know Mixon still had the four catches tonight, but uh, you'd probably want to see Bernard more on the bench because Mixon is a capable pass catcher.
0: He definitely is. He definitely is. Yeah, you know, it kind of – it's funny. Adam Ronas likes Gio Bernard. Drafts Gio Bernard late in, in so many different leagues. Yeah. He's I only just,
1: have one share of them because I took Mixon in that draft and I wanted the handcuffs.
0: Right. Yeah. I did the exact same thing and won. Yeah. But I've got a lot of Joe Mixon, so I need to see a little bit of a turnaround, uh, to say the least. On the <laughs> other side of the game, Cleveland Browns, all eyes were on Baker Mayfield. You you didn't have, uh, you know, a, a, a more high-pressure situation the entire week. Everybody's just been talking about Baker Mayfield, been talking about his footwork. Uh, is he going to take that next step? You know, you look at the line and you're like sixteen for twenty three, two hundred nineteen yards, two touchdowns and a pick, and you're like, yeah, you know, that's uh, you know, I mean, so it's, it's okay, it's not great, but you know, he still he played a very, very, very strong game in comparison to what we saw in Week One. Like to see the the, the staunch difference between how bad he was in Week One with how much more improved he was. I'm not going to say that he was like a great gunslinger. But the accuracy was definitely better at times. And, uh, you know, the decision making was good. They were rolling them out nice. So, uh, you know, I mean, it's one of those things where I enlisted in the uh, in the Browns offense uh, in both fantasy and in wagering. And, you know, so it, it's good to see the development. It's good to see that it's not going to, you know, it doesn't look appear like it's going to disappoint.
1: Yeah, I'm not going to give him any credit, actually. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> I mean, this is the Cincinnati Bengals, and I and I tweeted this out. You know, just as we always say, you know, don't overreact to what happens in Week One. Uh, also, don't overreact to your fancy players performing well against the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, Baker Mayfield, for his career, uh, has thrown about a quarter of his career touchdowns against the Bengals. He's now improved to four and one against them. Uh, I mean, the Bengals just have a good defense, so uh, yeah, he looks better this week than he did last week against the Baltimore Ravens, who have maybe the best defensive unit in football. I don't think it would be a stretch to assume that was going to happen. Uh he still <laughs> missed he still missed some throws uh that I felt that he could have made tonight. Um you know, and I feel like what we saw actually tonight was the ground game controlled the game more than the passing attack and with Kevin Szymanski calling plays, we know he likes to run the football. Uh you know, everybody who wanted to trade Nick Chubb after week 1, uh 22 carries, 124 yards, two touchdowns uh you know an absolute monster day for him and then Kareem Hunt came in 10 carries, 86 yards, and a score of his own. So, you know, I think the the Browns can be successful if this is how they're gonna run their offense. Run the football, let the let the teams sort of have to defend against that run and then let Baker make the plays that he's capable of making, but not overextend him and put the you know the game on his shoulders because I don't think he's that good of a quarterback.
0: Yeah. I mean, you're taking a, a huge amount of pressure off of him. There's no question about it. Uh, shout out cause Kareem Hunt also had two catches for 15 yards and a touchdown as well. Yeah. Um. So, you know, a, a productive enough ground game where bo- or both guys eat, Uh. but, you know, obviously you saw Nick Chubb is the, uh, was the primary Um. could have had uh, you know, well, I mean, uh, the, he got, he, he eventually got the, that second touchdown that he needed uh, after kind of getting shut down at the line for a, a, a couple of yeah. times there. And, a nice little uh forced fumble on the turnaround and uh the Browns got it back. But um, you know, I, I like the fact that that's that's the way it is. Listen, where where you were taking Baker Mayfield, if you were sitting there, uh, you know, he was like free in drafts. And mm-hmm. if you were waiting on the on the QB position and you got Baker Mayfield, Daniel Jones, uh, you know, combo, I mean, that's listen, if if Baker Mayfield's gonna give me two twenty and two with a pick routinely it's just steady like that i know that i made the right move because i invested have more heavily in the running backs and wide receivers that i needed uh, and i'm still getting good value at quarterback
1: yeah one of the things i kept on saying a lot this year was i love drafting at the back end of the first round because i actually started buying in uh to sort of taking the receivers early um, and, and while well, everybody's on a mad rush to get running backs, and I always take Kareem Hunt as my RB2 in PPR leagues very often, and mm-hmm. uh, through two weeks that has come through, uh, you know, for me, obviously, this week a monster performance. But I, I think this is kind of what we can get if of him. Now, no, do I, I don't think he's gonna get two touchdowns every week, but he should see 10 to 12 touches like he did. You know, last week as well, he did it again this week against Cincinnati. And he's, he should be more of a factor in the passing attack. Um, you know, again the two two uh, targets here, but they didn't really throw a lot. Obviously, Baker only had twenty three uh, pass attempts, but I think you know, moving along the season, you yeah, know, I think I made the right decision uh, considering Cream Hunt as an RB two. Uh, you know, on the teams where I went wide receiver early. Sure. Sure.
0: Sure. I mean, listen. Of course, it always works out when you're here in week two, right? Well,
1: yeah, of course. But I mean, I think it's going to work out nicely. No, I
0: listen. I get it. I get it. You know, there are different. You know, it's it's just it's it's a process. It's it's not just gonna. You know, you're not getting all all of your information here in two weeks of football. I mean, it's going to take a couple of weeks to see how the offenses gel when they go up against different defenses. Um, like you said, it was like facing the Ravens first, and they looked like absolute crap. They face the Bengals now, uh, and they look fantastic. Uh, good barometer is, is the Eagles, who are sitting right kind of in between those two teams, and we'll see how they stack up. We'll see if Stefanski uh, continues to to use that heavy ground game.
1: Cleveland uh, does have the Washington football team next week. So you talk about maybe sneaky defensive lines. Uh, you know, We'll see exactly if... Washington's able to repeat their performance this week, but uh, that could be a a thing they run into next week.
0: It definitely could. Those Washington footballs. Unbelievable. Um, Odell Beckham, he gets that long 43-yard touchdown, uh, finishes the day. You know, still, you know, because it was such a heavy ground game. Uh, Four catches, 74 yards, uh, and a touchdown. Can't complain about that one bit. Nope. Uh, Kaderil Hodge seems to be, uh, locked down as that number three receiver. And, uh, and it was nice to see, uh, Harrison Bryant kind of emerge a little bit
1: as the, uh, as a, a pass catching tight end. So- Austin Hooper was one of my biggest fades, uh, of draft season anywhere. I could talk about him. I considered him to be a bust at his ADP, ranked him down. I didn't think this was a good spot for him to get moved to. Uh, you know, I thought Beckham and Landry and Hunt were going to demand you know more of the share. Again, tonight wasn't a great prommer in terms of passing because Baker didn't throw the football a lot. But uh, if you invested a draft pick in Austin Hooper through two weeks, you're, you know, probably looking towards the waiver wire, looking to make a move or, you know, <laughs> looking to maybe drop him. It's uh, Harrison Bryant. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people were surprised Harrison Bryant went undrafted. Uh, they thought he was one of the best pass catching, pure pass catching tight ends in the draft. Ah, uh, to see him go undrafted, and be able to sign, uh, you know, with Cleveland, they're like, "Oh man, he's behind Njoku, he's behind Hooper." I you know, got
0: I, I thought he got taken. I thought he was drafted in the fourth round.
1: Wait, Harrison Bryant? I thought he was. Okay, you're right. Never mind. I'm. I must, <laughs> I must have him confused with somebody else that went undrafted. That was one of the uh, one of the premier tight ends there. Okay, so fourth round pick. Now, I, I'm I'm misspeaking on that aspect of it, but uh, I was a big fan of him in general. I actually drafted him in the Series X of Dynasty League. So. Uh, I like the prospects of Harrison Bryant as well.
0: Yeah, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. Um, so again, you know, we're, we're learning different things about it. We, uh, we now have a, a a new tight end in drew sample. You can look at on waivers. We understand that it's Kaderil Hodge, who's the number three wide receiver, uh, in Cleveland. So Rashard Higgins, you people in, in deeper leagues that, uh, might've been holding out hope that's not happening. Uh, T Higgins, the number three guy uh, in, uh, in in Cincinnati, not a lot of work for John Ross and Auden Tate uh, was a a very disappointing late scratch. He was like their MVP of, of preseason uh, and he ends up a healthy scratch there. So, uh, again, as John said, Browns uh, do not cover the six point spread. We get the over, uh, which significantly over it was in forty four. And, uh, and there you go. Well, so John and I are going to take a look now uh, at the lines of all the games uh, coming up this weekend. Before we do that, I want to give a shout out to our sponsor, uh, Monkey Knife Fight. Because, hey, why wouldn't you want to be playing DFS on Monkey Knife Fight? I can't think of a reason, and here's why. <laughs> do you like to play daily fantasy sports? Then you need to check out monkeyknifefight.com. MonkeyNightFight.com is the fastest growing daily fantasy site in the world because MonkeyKnightFight.com is different than the other daily fantasy sites. That's because on MonkeyKnightFight.com, there are no salary caps and you don't have to play against sharks, which means anyone has a chance at winning, even you, Adam, even you. Uh monkey has tons of fun daily contests in all the sports you love baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, UFC, NASCAR, WNBA, and esports too. Monkey Knife Fight has it all. You know what else monkeyknifefight.com has? How about a free $5 game for you for just for signing up? And if you use the promo code ANTIUP, one word, A-N-T-E-U-P, you will have your first deposit matched instantly up to 50 bucks. With a name like MonkeyKnifeFight.com, you can be pretty certain you know what you're going to be getting when you sign up to play. Monkeys and knives and fights and sports. Sign up and play today at MonkeyKnifeFight.com. Play play MKFing win. State and age restrictions apply. See site for full terms and restrictions. So that's how we uh, pay the bills. So big thanks to Monkey Knife Fight. And John, are you ready to... uh? kind of go through we'll we'll use dk sports book that seems to be a, a a nice uh nice source for our, our lines it keeps everybody nice and consistent um and let's
1: just get your uh, your take on some of these games let's see yeah. I, w- I will say it was hunter bryant was the undrafted tight end that i was referring to harrison bryant hunter bryant you can see why i got mixed up there
0: yeah it's the other guy from connecticut it wasn't harrison bryant it was hunter bryant no problem <laughs> and where's hunter bryant playing right now
1: he's on the lions Good job
0: sitting behind tj hawkinson
1: yeah. Hawkinson, yeah you know
0: i do know all right start off with the uh the early games here uh jaguars uh titans titans favored by eight uh in this game here and then uh the over under uh sitting at 44 right now i know which way i'm leaning how about you
1: yeah, isn't this feeling like the same trap we fell into last week where we all took the Colts and we thought the Colts at eight points was gonna go ahead and and win that one? Uh, I'm still gonna go and go with Tennessee here, but I think I think the Jags are you know could be backdoor covers for most of the season.
0: I always fear the backdoor cover. I always do,
1: but yeah, you know one of these
0: things. It's down. It's in Tennessee now. You know, Derrick Henry, even struggling with the altitude in Denver, still rushed for over 100 yards. Granted, he got 31 carries, but, you know, what else are they going to do? So I see them working him, and, you know, as much as you fear the backdoor cover, this is also like the sucker bet, right? Where everybody's like, the Jaguars, yeah, of course I'm going to take them with eight points, and then Tennessee just, you know, mows them down. It's like 16 to three, but you know, still, any, any concerns part. maybe
1: any concerns me with A.J. Brown, not playing for you there. Uh,
0: yeah, obviously there are some concerns with, with no AJ Brown. I mean, he wasn't a huge factor, uh, in the first game, uh, you know, Corey Davis will then draw the, the, you know, whatever the, the heavier coverage is. Uh, I kind of like Adam Humphreys in this game. I think that, you know, Adam Humphreys, John Woo Smith, that short, quick passing game, uh, can really start to take off. We also saw, uh, you know, seven other Tennessee tight ends uh, kind of get mixed <laughs> yeah. into the passing game there.
1: Yeah,
0: Right? What was that dude's name? Mike,
1: Mike Hole what? <laughs> yeah, it wasn't Fursker. I thought it was Andy Fursker, and I, I texted Coop. I was like, the first could just catched that touchdown because he had him in there as a dart throw and as a tight end coach. But it, it was for not. It was for not. So, I mean, that's kind of where
0: I'm at. I feel like, I, you know, again, I would not be surprised to see this be, you know, fall on the under and it's just, uh, you know, 16 to 3, 21 to, to 7 type game.
1: Yep, I agree with you there. Uh,
0: New York Giants visiting the Chicago Bears. Uh, you've heard me and Mish talk about this one. How in the hell are the Bears favored by five and a half points on this?
1: It's just like I feel like it's an overreaction to what we saw. People watching uh, the Steelers in, in Giants game here. Yeah, I think the Giants are gonna cover the spread, no problem. They, I think they're gonna win outright. To be honest with you, I could definitely see them winning
0: this outright. Um, I love the Giants and the points. Uh, you know the it's so funny as bad as the Giants defense is. Um and as as you know there are struggles in the in the secondary for the bears with uh with injuries also. I'm surprised that the uh the over under on this one is uh is 42. Um
1: yeah, seems, it does seem a little bit low. And I, and I mean again, we're talking about Mitch Trubisky here, so it's not as if like the Giants defense has to be any like tall task here, you know, like going up against Big Ben and and all of the weapons that they have. Yeah, that's a tougher cover. You're going up against, you know, maybe a checked out, uh, you know, Allen Robinson, Mitch Trubisky at quarterback. Okay. No, don't say that. Allen is good. He's fine. Yeah, but she wants to get paid. I'm sure he's fine. But I'm just saying, you know, who knows what's who knows what's really going on behind the scenes there. I'm just saying, it, it, I I agree with you that it's a surprising uh a spread there, but the total does seem a, a little bit low. It's it's as if they're assuming one team's not going to score, and I would put more money on. The the Bears, being the team not to score than the uh, than the Giants, I could take I could take the Giants in the under on this one. Who do you hate more, Mitch Trubisky or Baker Mayfield? Baker Mayfield for sure. Mitch Trubisky actually won me some money in DFS last week because I did play him because I bought into the uh, preseason hype for whatever reason. Uh, so I can't hate him for the three fourth quarter touchdowns. Thank you very much. Uh, but I mean, you know, he was he was garbage for the first three quarters. So.
0: Indeed, he was. But hey, look at you, look at Johnny on the spot here, right? Making all these calls last week. Damn, so you went undefeated in all your fantasy leagues and you won tens of thousands of dollars in DFS. Uh,
1: I didn't win tens of thousands of dollars in DFS, I did, I did uh two and a half X my buy ins. Uh, I got knocked out of my survivor pool week one, thank you, Colts. <laughs> and uh, I only won like two of my like eight home leagues that I found myself a part of because I have Michael Thomas uh in a lot of those and while one player doesn't make it uh you know it, it's tough lost a lot of a lot of weeks by single digits uh so losing michael thomas and only his performance kind of uh kind of was unfortunate.
0: Yeah I gotcha. I gotcha. Just trying to keep you grounded buddy. Yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> all right the Falcons travel to Dallas uh their Dallas Cowboys minus four and a half and this one Oh, man. I mean, Atlanta's defense is terrible. The Giants defense is bad. Uh, the Cowboys defense is bad, too. Um, you know, taking injuries in the uh, in the linebacking core uh, again is going to it's really going to hurt them. You know, I mean, especially when you, you're talking about uh, Hayden Hurst, the the tight end. You know, the, the secondary is going to have their hands full already with, uh, you know, Russell Gage and Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley. You said and, Russell Gage first of that group? I know, right? <laughs> I'm actually more tilted towards you know Hayden Hurst because you know you're gonna put a you're gonna put a backup linebacker, Garden Hayden Hurst, in this one. I think that uh you know it's uh it's 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 an open middle of the field, but again you've got you know obviously this the the line here the the you know total is fifty three and a half. So we're expecting a big shootout, uh, bigger than what we got here tonight with Cleveland and Cincinnati. So, I mean, I I probably still like the over on this one. I I will never, ever take Dallas. And then Atlanta has always been a team that's kind of, you know, bummed me out betting wise, especially with them on the road. I'll take them at home uh, with a good point spread. But this one here, I mean, it's, it's a no bet for me, but I think the over definitely hits.
1: Yeah, I feel the same way. I'm, I'm certainly more on the over side of this one. I would consider taking Dallas still. So again, we just saw Seattle just tear apart uh, this Falcons defense. So I, I believe that the Cowboys offense is much better than what we saw out of Seattle, given all the weapons that they have. So uh, I'll trust that Dallas is able to get it done this week.
0: Trust that Dallas is able to get it done this week. All right. Okay. Uh, Broncos travel to uh, Pittsburgh. So here you go. Big Big Ben's first home game uh, since coming back. They're favored by seven. Uh, The the over under is 40 and a half on this. You want to talk about just assuming that somebody's not going to score. Denver's offense has definitely been disappointing. Uh, You know, I I thought Pat Sherman was going to bring a little bit more aggressiveness to it. I haven't enjoyed the play calling in the first two games or in the, I didn't enjoy the play calling in the first game. uh, And I thought that they really had a a good solid chance to upset Tennessee. uh, And it just, there wasn't enough creativity on the offense. It was good to see the emergence of Noah Fant. uh, And I get it, you know, Cortland Sutton being out is, uh, you know, relying on receivers like Tim Patrick or Deshaun Hamilton uh to work but
1: uh i thought judy looked pretty good i mean he obviously yeah. had two big drops in that game um uh, you know where he was if he caught them i mean he might have been off you know one two of them one of them was in the middle of the field uh the other one was during their you know, last drive was a quick insulin so maybe not as big of a play on that one but the the first drop that he had i mean he was running right across the middle of the field he, he could have made a big play there and just flat out uh dropped it but i mean howard what was our favorite play in dfs last year it was Pittsburgh D at home. Uh, you know, now you have Denver going into Pittsburgh here, second year quarterback, and Drew Locke, who made some questionable decision making, uh, you know, in the game the other week. I, I think Pittsburgh's defense is going to absolutely handle this Broncos team.
0: I agree. I agree. All right. Minnesota at Indianapolis. <laughs> Man, it's uh, just a three point favorite for the Colts here at the home team. Um, you know Minnesota's defense looked horrible last week. Horrible, and and it, it and it is bad. It's definitely bad. But then you also you know what else was bad was Philip Rivers. You know I mean he just did not look good. So I mean it's uh, the the irresistible force meeting the immovable object. Uh, just the 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 horror show, uh, failing ailing quarterback versus the worst defense ever. Um, it's it's easily a no bet for me. I'm um, I'm actually gonna lean uh, as the Vikings on the road getting the points just because uh, you know I mean if if Ngakwe can get into the backfield at all and and rattle Philip Rivers, uh, Colts could be toast.
1: So I guess I've I know I didn't watch this game so maybe I need to get watch like the condensed version of this Colts Jags game. I understand. That he had one, you know, one touchdown, two interceptions, but he still completed almost eighty percent of his passes and threw for three hundred and sixty yards. He didn't get sacked at all in that game. We already know the offensive line for Indy is supposed to be their strength, Um, you know. So, like, where exactly did the bad play from Rivers come in? I guess you know, was it just again? I haven't watched it. I don't know if you saw you watch the game or see highlights. Um, You know, so I'm curious exactly was it just some poor decision making? Was it that he didn't seem to have like the downfield ball because he definitely did he definitely 80% of your passes and be considered like yeah you know, not to have a good day I guess no i
0: mean he he was definitely the they had to go with the short quick passing routes uh because that was what he was capable of doing and uh you know yeah he completed 80% of them he just you know it was like you know, just a, a really short pass, a lot of yards after the catch, and I mean, how many attempts did he have in that? He had forty
1: six. He completed thirty six of forty six for three sixty three. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a lot of that's a lot of mid range passing. That
0: that wasn't, you know, there weren't, you know, a whole lot of deep threats, um, you know. And I think that that's where they kind of have to skew things. I think it's one of the reasons why everybody and their grandmother is all over Paris Campbell this week. Yeah. You know, because I mean, it's if if you look at that. Uh, they, they didn't, you know, you know, you've got T.Y. Hilton, you've got Paris Campbell, uh, Jack Doyle's hurt. So, you know, I think if, if the bread and butter is going to be the short passing game, I mean, it's not, you know, it, it's, it's funny. It, it adds up after a while, especially if you're dealing with a defense as crappy as Jacksonville. Sure. But, I mean, but this is a bad, bad Vikings defense now. This is a bad Vikings defense. Absolutely. I think
1: I'm buying I, the Colts. I'm buying. I, it. I just
0: I I think I think the Vikings control uh the clock. I think they control the clock with the ground game. I think it's a lot of Dalvin Cook uh and it's, you know, you try to force Philip Rivers into a into a bad situation. Um I just think that that's, you know, because you know, you looked at the Colts' defense last week and I mean, yeah, these guys were just quitting on plays. They were yeah. so not into it. I mean, it was so it was disheartening. It was disheartening. I saw uh, Rocky Assen got, you know, he 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 just he got beat and never even tried to like recover. He was just like, oh, I'm done.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I was just I, like, <laughs> I hear you. Uh, I'm just feeling, uh, I'm I'm feeling indie in this one. So I guess that's just my 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 take on it. I guess. Well, you know what? The beautiful thing is, we don't always have to agree on things. That's true. So. It'd be a boring show if we said, "Yep, you're right." Our next pick. Yeah. It really would.
0: All right. Well, the next pick is Carolina visiting Tampa Bay. It is the home debut of uh, of Tom Brady and uh, Rob Gronkowski. Uh, it is a fat ass eight and a half point spread um, with a uh, with an over under sitting at forty seven and a half. Uh, how's your uh, How's your boy Tommy Blue Eyes going to do this week?
1: <laughs> is it weird that I want to take Carolina here? I mean, I don't know. If Chris Godwin doesn't play, how healthy is Mike Evans? Uh, you know, is there, you know, is Tom in the decline finally, you know, is he finally on the shelf? Uh, you know, he looked good in that first drive, but after that he was missing throws, make, you know, throwing interceptions. And he looked like the Tom Brady that I've seen for the last two years in New England. So, um, yeah, it's a home opener for them. They'll obviously have, you know, something for that, but, um, you know, Carolina hung tough last week against Oakland or Las Vegas now, I guess. And, you know, their offense was better than I expected it to be with Bridgewater under center. Again, I, I and I, I think I had mentioned this, um, you know, initially I wasn't in on that offense as much. But I started looking into the numbers a little bit deeper where Bridgewater, once he took over as the starting quarterback in, uh with New Orleans last year. And he was actually throwing the ball downfield a little bit more than he had in, in prior since as a starter when he was with, you know, uh, minnesota and then he came out last week and, and he was throwing the ball downfield so um yeah i'm actually i'm gonna buy into uh the points here with carolina
0: points uh said i bought into it uh last week as well um came oh so close to them covering that spread uh bills go down to miami they hang out with the dolphins bills are favored by five and a half uh in this one with a uh, 41 over under bill's defense clamps down on uh on miami Puts up enough points to uh, to cover the spread.
1: I think so. I mean, what if we saw at uh, Josh Allen last week, and again, I know it's your jet, so you know, should we really be you know buying totally into the improved passing attack? But I mean, man completed seventy percent of his passes. He threw for three hundred yards, and he was able to still run the football effectively. So uh, we just saw the trouble Miami had against a running quarterback in New England. Yeah, they're home, so maybe that changes things up a little bit here. But I think Buffalo is going to be r- the real deal this year, and have no problem moving down into uh, Miami. I agree. I concur with that one. Uh, <laughs> San Francisco travels
0: to the Jets. They're favored by six and a half. Um, over/under is forty-one and a half. Um, I'll just can, can we just can we just bypass this one? I'll take the Niners and the under.
1: Yeah, that's fine. Uh, we'll, we'll
0: do Niners and the under as well. I mean, do you do you care about that game at all? Would you bet that game?
1: No, I wouldn't touch that game.
0: Uh, do you want to talk about the Jets against the Forty ers
1: No, I don't want. to. Be, uh, Adam Gase is maybe the worst coach in in football history. He's a yeah,
0: thank you, thank He's you. Up. It's the worst, dude. It's the absolute worst, and to see people uh, out there defending Adam Gase, it's just it's.
1: He got astounding. his worst. Though. Frank Gore is starting running back this year, so
0: all right. All right. So the so the Rams take on the Eagles in Philadelphia. It's that's as close to a pick as you got. It's a one point game.
1: Eagles are favored. Uh what do you who do you like in this one? I like the Eagles. So, um they're getting back both offensive linemen that they've missed uh last game and Miles Sanders is back. So if they're gonna get some protection for Carson Wentz, they're gonna get the running back uh running game back with Miles Sanders. You know, I, I think that uh the Eagles offense will show a big improvement this week.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm hoping for it as well um nice to put Miles Sanders back into my lineups uh Lions Packers uh Packers whooped ass on uh, Minnesota it was a bad defense uh now they get the Lions whose defense uh, didn't really able wasn't able to hold up against Chicago the week before Packers home favorites six and a half in this one no Kenny Galladay, I don't think a 49 and a half over under. Still expecting to be uh, one of the more higher scoring games on the slate. Do you think it does stay as one of the more higher scoring games on the slate
1: if Galladay doesn't play again for the Lions? So my my theory behind this one is that it's going to be a blow by Green Bay, but they're going to score themselves like 38 points. So if it's like 38-14, it's going to hit the over, right? So. Uh, I, I could see that end up end up being the case. I mean, the Lions traded Darius Slay in the offseason. They used a third overall pick who everybody thought they should have traded for assets on Jeff Akuta. And then Akuda wasn't even active week one because he had a hamstring problem. Uh, and even then, reports at our camp was that he wasn't going to be in the starting lineup, anyways. So uh, you lost your best corner. You drafted a guy and who's not even going to start. Uh, nobody is going to cover Devontae Adams on that team. Uh, we saw Lazard and uh, MBS have a good weeks. So uh Packers and the over for me on this one.
0: Packers and the over. Washington going up against the Arizona Cardinals. Um yeah, Arizona favored by a touchdown here over under uh 46 and a half. Uh Kyler Murray, you know, how does this defensive line whole, you know, contain a guy like Kyler Murray? You've got a mobile quarterback uh, as opposed to to Wentz who, you know, is able to run but he's not as uh as uh as good as murray on the go here. Um and then obviously you've got some serious weaponry in uh in DeAndre Hopkins out there. Um I just don't like the Washington offense at all.
1: Yeah and, and yeah I was actually a little surprised obviously you and Craig mish did the uh you know wage alarm live stream on Tuesday and he he wasn't really buying uh, the Cardinals being a seven-point favorite. Just says he doesn't think they should be that big of a favorite, really, over anybody. Not a big fan, I guess, of their, you know, their team, their offense overall. But I mean, I feel like in this matchup, at the very least, you know, we saw an improved offensive tack, uh with the addition of DeAndre Hopkins and, and Kyler. uh You know, Murray obviously thrived with that. They still have Kenny and Drake and other secondary weapons there, uh, and the Cardinals' defense isn't too bad either. So I'm kind of buying the Cardinals with the points here. I guess we'll find out. Uh, you know, if they're able to hold it up after, you know, week one
0: fantasy sleeper, tight end, Dan Arnold, Dan Arnold.
1: Everybody keeps talking about Dan Arnold. I just Well, Wash,
0: Washington gave up uh, over 100 yards and two touchdowns to the tight end position in week one.
1: I know. I know. <laughs>
0: Baltimore Ravens head to Houston. Who did the Texans piss off to end up with uh, Kansas City and Baltimore as their first two games? Uh, Ravens are road favorites by seven and, uh, the over under is 50. 50, 50. I actually think I'm going to take Houston with the points in this one. Houston with the points.
1: I do their home. I, something about a home dog and getting a touchdown like that. I mean, I know they didn't look great on opening night. You know, there was definitely some awful play calling at times. I know that Baltimore's defense is good, but I don't know. I'm just feeling it a little bit here. I think Houston's going to be able to bounce back uh, and stay competitive enough to stay within a seven-point spread. This isn't the Browns. I feel like there's a little bit of an overreaction to what we saw Houston do against the Chiefs and what we saw Baltimore do against Cleveland, and here we've come to a seven-point spread. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and take the home dog at seven points.
0: I like it. I like it. All right. Well, the the, the game where I kind of you know go against the grain here also... Um, Chargers Chiefs, uh, Chiefs favored by eight and a half. Chargers defense is no joke. They've got the guys, you know, Melvin Ingram and Joey Bosa on the uh, on the ends and the on the line. Uh, you've got a really really nice secondary with Casey Hayward and Chris Harris uh, on the corners. You've got a good solid linebacking core. So I think the Chargers uh, defense can you know they, they can keep Kansas City from running away with it. And I kind of feel like the Chargers. Um, you know, have the have the weaponry to at least kinda keep this one uh not, you know, super close, but close enough that uh eight and a half points as a home dog is uh is the way to go.
1: Yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I like the points there as well. I mean, we need something more out of Tyra Taylor at the quarterback position. I mean, we just saw Baker Mayfield play well against Cincinnati. Yeah, Taylor did not have the same success at all. 16 for 30, 53% pass completions, no touchdowns. I mean, he's got to give us more. I-, I love the fact that Mike Williams is healthy. He still has got Keenan Allen, Hunter Henry, Austin. Like they have the offensive weapons around him, but is Tyler uh, Taylor good enough to score points? I mean, that's the question. They only managed 16 points against Cincy. So, um, you know, eight points is a lot, you know, but their offense can only hold Kansas City for so long.
0: that is true that is true true. uh new england against seattle how about this one i mean seattle's their their past defense got destroyed by matt ryan but you know i mean we expected that game to be a, a pretty big shootout does cam newton uh even have the weapons to to be able to make this happen are we are we are we driving the damier bird train as the uh as the darling sleeper wide receiver here for uh, for the Patriots. Uh,
1: what does Cam do for you, John? I mean, he looked good in week one. I think it's more going to be Harry and Edelman. I don't think Bird's going to be the guy. I mean, Harry got a lot of targets in week one. He obviously had the fumble, which everybody is harping on. But I think, you know, you're going to see Edelman. And you're going to see Harry be the two primary pass catchers. You're going to see a lot of the RPO. Uh, I think there was a, a stat on Twitter Uh, the Patriots offense ran a run or play action pass on 83% of their offensive plays against uh, Miami last week. So that could very well be the plan of attack for the Patriots offense this season, make teams bite on the run, have can get out of the pocket, roll out and hope to hit, you know, a guy like Edelman or Harry crossing the field. Um, That said, I still think Seattle is going to cover this game. So I'm, I'm not, I'm not sold in on New England yet. Not not after just a win over Miami. You know, tougher test here. Primetime game in Seattle. Um, I'm going to go ahead and take uh, the Seahawks in this one. Pete Carroll actually has a good coaching record uh, history against teams led by Cam Newton quarterbacking. So uh, he may have the answer there. He may have the
0: answer. Final game, New Orleans against the Raiders. Uh, here we go. It is the first ever home it is a first ever NFL home game uh, played in Las Vegas. Uh, Raiders are getting five and a half on this one. Uh, Michael Thomas being out. Is that going to be enough to allow the Raiders to uh, to keep this one close? Are they going to be able to stymie uh, the Saints defense, uh, the Saints offense? I mean, you've got still Camara uh, with Latavius Murray. But now, you know, what are you looking for in the, uh, in the receiving department? I think, you know, we've got uh, Emmanuel Sanders. We've got Traquan Smith. I think Jared Cook, tight end, is going to get a ton of work uh, in this. Do they have uh, what it takes to cover this spread?
1: I think they do. I think they, I think they do have enough to cover the spread here. Um, you know, like you said, there's just too many weapons in that offense. The question is, you know, how is Drew Brees' quarterback play? Because we just saw, you know, Teddy Bridgewater – roll all over this Raiders defense. So if Teddy Bridgewater can do it, why can't Drew Brees end up doing the same thing? So, uh, you know, if this ends up being a shootout, uh, Henry Ruggs didn't practice, I think it was the last update I saw. He Maybe he practiced today. If you have a more recent update on that, but uh, obviously he hurt his knee last week, was able to come back, but didn't get any targets once he returned to that game. So maybe he could have been more of a decoy than truly being healthy, him missing practice, Uh, This week uh, has me maybe minorly concerned because you know it's not a deep receiving core right there with Las Vegas as it is. Um, But Josh Jacobs is a real deal. But teams can't run against the Saints. It's been that case for what three years now. They haven't allowed a hundred yard rusher. So um, I'm going to go with the Saints here.
0: All right, taking the Saints, and there you go. That's the uh, the full slate of games uh, for this week. Uh, As always, you'll be able to catch. me with uh, with Craig Mish over at uh, Sports Grid, uh, we do another little bit of a, a breakdown as we start taking a look at uh, at the games over there as well. Uh, the Wager Alarm live stream every Saturday night, uh, me and Craig Mish as well, and uh, we'll wrap up and we'll give our picks for the uh, Westgate Super Contest, uh, and then uh, kind of give you a, a couple of other uh, tips about you know games that we're looking at uh, or that would have been our picks overall. Um, all right, so everybody out there, thanks so much for uh, for listening. Uh, big thanks to Fantasy Alarm and uh, the Sawdust Podcast Network for making this happen. Big thanks to John and Pemba for filling in. Uh, we appreciate all you guys listening and subscribing to the podcast. Uh, as always, if you uh, want to give John a follow on Twitter, at jmpemba777 uh, on the Twitter machine. You can also find him, Alarm After Hours, uh, every Monday night with him and Justin Fensterman. Uh, so yeah, any of your, uh, your your fantasy questions, betting questions, we got you covered here. So thanks so much for tuning in. To- this has been Annie Up. I'm Howard Bender. We'll catch you next time.